Hey everybody, Jeff Antoniak here, Digging Deeper Jazz. Thank you so much for being here. So I've got a butt kicker of a technique exercise, and that's really what I wanna do today, is like show you guys how I've been torturing myself, and I wanna torture you now with this thing. But here's the deal, a little later on in the video, hang out through the torture, because you're gonna see how this is so incredibly usable on a song a lot of people are scared of, Cherokee. <clears throat> one that was played by Charlie Parker and so many others. So uh, now, if you haven't uh, checked out the previous videos on bebop scales, if you don't know what a bebop scale is, now is a good time to go back to video number 47 and a couple videos before that. It'll fill you in on the deal with bebop scales, what they are, why we play them, et cetera, et cetera. So you go do that. I'll be waiting right here uh, for you when you get back. Okay, you're back, that's awesome. Now you know about bebop scales. This is a little exercise I came up with just to show people how we can turn around on the chord tones of these scales. So on the C major bebop scale you have in front of you, we're gonna be turning around on the notes C, E, G, or A. For the purpose of a major bebop scale, those are the notes. Let me play it for you really quickly. Okay, some of you noticed uh, I'm playing a wind instrument and had to breathe in the middle of those one million notes there. Yeah, it's a thing. Okay, so guitar players, congratulations. You don't have to breathe. So, um, this particular exercise, the pattern that I came up with, is we go up two chord tones. So I go from C, and I go all the way up to G. I pass E, and I go to G. I turn around, I come down one chord tone. I go up two, I come back one. I go up two, I come back one. So it's a simple pattern, there's nothing much to it. Now here's the thing, I came up with that as just sort of a cool exercise to get us used to playing bebop scales and to get us used to turning around on the chord tones. All great stuff. So this is, I don't even know if this is a lick, it's an exercise, it's an etude. And I suggested this to people. I tried it a little bit myself. It's something I frankly never was taught and it just sort of came up to me as a good teaching idea. So here's the thing, I started practicing this a couple weeks ago and uh, holy cow, this really was hard for me. Now, I will say I was playing a different horn. So I, I started playing a different saxophone and a different mouthpiece. So literally the keys were in different places. So the horn felt very different. So I was kind of stumbling around just getting my technique back together. Whatever fluidity I have, I didn't have it on that other horn. Um, and then with a new mouthpiece, however I was used to playing with the tone, that wasn't there. So it was very interesting. So sure, I, I had some things to overcome, but I couldn't believe how difficult this simple exercise was. Now I was playing it in 12 keys, but this key, me playing it in C, B-flat concert, uh, there's some really tricky, that chromatic thing was hard for me on the saxophone. I'm sure there's plenty of sax players out there that don't have that problem. Whatever, I got that problem. So I did a ton of work on this thing. So right there, this is your assignment. Can you play this exercise? Mm -hmm. 
Well, there's some tempos that I can't play this exercise. So I'm keeping working on it. Some of the keys get really, really hard. I've been messing with this on electric bass. And of course, from key to key, it's pretty much the same as we move around. But I'm, I've been finding challenges for my technique on the bass too. So that's part one. Do this exercise. It is so good for you. Now we get these rolling eighth notes. It's the bebop scale, et cetera, et cetera. So now part two of the exercise. Uh, I'll start this off by saying people ask me a lot and have for years, what should I practice? What do you practice, Jeff? How should I divide my practice time? What's a good use of my time? On and on. Well, the answer that I've never been able to provide people until essentially this week is jazzwire.net. We're going, giving out individual practice plans to people. We were going to talk very generally about what's a good practice routine look like, but people are getting individual playing evaluations and practice plans. So if this sounds of interest to you, go to jazzwire.net. So much more there as well. Now, what I want to talk about today, I have this sort of four-step uh, process that I go through when I'm thinking about, okay, this thing's kicking my butt, but is it worth practicing? There's a zillion things that kick my butt. What should I practice? So the first thing I think of, um, do I really hate it? If I hate it, it's probably good for me. So um, yes, I hate this and it was embarrassing me. So check in that box. Maybe I should practice this thing. Number two, do I understand how it works? So there's a lot to be said for practicing things we don't understand yet. But for me, being pragmatic, as many of you need to be, adult amateurs, semi-pros who don't have endless time to practice, it's helpful to practice things that you kind of understand, as opposed to wandering around in the dark and practicing something you don't quite know what it does, okay? So number two, I, I get what this is. It's based on the bebop scale, I turn around, et cetera, et cetera. Number three, and by the way, I'm looking at my, uh, my uh, points here. So number three, do I know how to use this thing in a song? This is important. I need it to be pragmatic. I don't have time to practice a bunch of stuff that's kind of good for me, but I'm never going to use it? No, sorry. I'm going to practice stuff that's good for me and I can use it. So can I use it in a song? That's where we're going in a second. And then the fourth thing, I want to know what I'm aiming for when I practice it. I don't want to just practice something and wiggle my fingers and not know like how to get better. I'm doing this for five minutes, but what's my goal? with it for five minutes. So for me, my goal with this was even fingers. And at some tempos I'm there and others I'm not. So I was looking for even fingers. I couldn't do that two weeks ago. And I can't do that in some of the other keys. Okay, so I know when I'm practicing this, I personally was looking for even fingers, I was looking at pushing the tempo, and I was looking for my tone to stay consistent as the saxophone was doing all that crazy moving around, as the string is getting longer and shorter, as the air column is getting longer and shorter, it's hard to keep a consistent sound. So that's what I was aiming for. So those four points, I want you to think about those before you start practicing the next thing that comes across your line of sight. Oh, there's something cool. Maybe I should practice that. Kind of run it through these. All right. On the screen, you see the chord changes for the song Cherokee. 
a song made famous by Charlie Parker playing Cherokee and the song Coco that he wrote over it. This became a proving ground for jazz musicians. You'll see on the sheet, I have a huge circle that covers the top part of the tune. That is the A section and the second A section and the last A section. And you can see there's a little box there that says B flat major bebop scale. Over that entire 16 measures, repeated 32 measures, I'm saying you can play the this bebop scale, the C major, I'm sorry, B flat major bebop scale and this pattern. What a great place to use it. So I'm going to play it for you right away. Now, when we go to the bridge, the B section, the second half of the tune, you can see it says B major bebop scale over those four measures. That's a 2-5-1 progression in B major, and I'm telling you, you can just play this one scale over all those chords. The next line down, you can see I'm suggesting the A major bebop scale. The next line down, the G major bebop scale. The next line down, the F major scale for two measures, and then back to B flat bebop scale for two measures. So this is a huge category of discussion called generalizing the harmony. What we're doing is finding, is there a scale or a sound that we can play over a bunch of chord changes? And it turns out that we can play one sound over the entire A section. This song modulates the different keys. There's different chords. Not every note of the scale works perfectly on every chord, but it works. So let me do this. I'm going to play through an entire chorus of... Cherokee, and I'm just going to use the lick that's on the first part of the sheet, the bebop scale that's turning around in that particular order. Here we go. <laughs> That's a lot of eighth notes. Somebody should calculate how many eighth notes that was. And uh, to keep them even and to keep the tone just there, tricky. Now, was that a great jazz solo? No. Was that a jazz solo? I don't think so. Did that have so many elements of a jazz solo? The answer is yes. So I was trying to play with good time. I was trying to play with even fingers. Very importantly, I was playing a bunch of eighth notes. Jazz uses eighth notes. I've done previous videos on this. If you want to sound like a legit jazz player, especially in the bebop style, gotta be playing eighth notes. And now, most of those notes sounded pretty good, right? So to use that as one of the tools in your toolbox, amazing. 
That is something you should practice. So the first part of the video is just that butt kicking exercise of the bebop scale exercise that I gave you. And now do that in some different keys. Now, how many different keys did I do that playing Cherokee? There were four different keys in the bridge and then one key for that covered the whole A section. So five keys, five twelfths of the circle of fourths. So do I recommend you learn this in all 12 keys at some point? But I tell you what, if you need to be playing Cherokee on a gig or on a concert or on a recital this weekend, how about learn it in these five keys? That's the way to go. So I hope this exercise is interesting to you. I guarantee everybody is going to find some challenges on their instrument with the fingers, getting it rolling. Now, as I said, this checks all four of my uh, practice criteria. I hate it. <laughs> it's hard. It's very difficult. I understand how it works. And you should understand by now what is going on with this exercise. I know where to fit it into a song. It fits in Cherokee and many, many other songs. And again, this is the work we're gonna be doing at Jazzwire, that expertise of, well, how do I know when I can generalize the harmony or not? It just takes some doing, it takes some analyzing. I have many years of doing this, so I have a sense, and I'm dying to share that kind of stuff with you. And then the final thing is when I'm practicing this technical exercise, do I know what I'm aiming for? Do I know my goals? And yes, I do, and so now do you. So thank you for hanging out on this. This should keep you guys busy. I've been doing this a lot daily for weeks now, and uh, I'm not stopping anytime very soon. Hope you enjoyed it. Take care. See you next time.